Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, the podcast dedicated to making the lives of blue collar business owners better. Before we start the show, may we ask you for a quick favor. Eric and Larry work very hard at delivering the best free content possible. Please help them out by going to iTunes and subscribing, and please leave them a five-star review. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and peers. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, everybody. This is Larry from the Blue Collar Nation podcast, live from Vassarville, California. Vassarville. <laughs> Vassarville. Where am I? Vacaville. Vacaville. Thank you very much. Vacker. And I'm here with my no, uh, no recipient. R, not Vacaville. Vacaville. Thank you. Percipient, which will make sense. Tech whispering business partner, Mr. Eric Sprague. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm sorry, dude. What was the word for me this week again? This is the deal. I got it all dialed with that, but hopefully I got it right. Percipient. And I don't think I've used it before. What does it mean? Percipient. Yes. And they just told me how to pronounce it. And you know what that means? No. Having a good understanding of things. Perceptive. So it's a compliment today. That's what I needed. So you're saying that I'm percipient because I understand California geography. And when I drove into town, I mispronounced the name. <laughs> so it's all good. We've got big, a ap- big apologies from the Super Tech University team for to the people of Vacaville. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice town. I'm in downtown. It's like an old downtown, old school. It's, it's nice. I like it. So it's cool. We've got a killer podcast for everybody. That has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) But we do have a sponsor first, Super Tech University. As you, well, you can't see Eric's hat on the podcast because we got a really cool Super Tech hat that we've been handing out to many clients because we have happy clients because we have happy team members that are being invested in on a regular basis. Short, five to six minute lessons, training them communication skills, self-awareness skills, so that your technicians, your team members don't blow you up with questions that they know the answers to. So you don't get callbacks on a consistent basis. When you use our SuperTech University system, your technicians and your team members are going to be amazing at their job. And you're not going to have to be a slave to your business anymore. And you're going to have killer profits. So go to supertechu.com, check out some sample lessons. And bam, you will be winner. And we have a podcast offer. Do you remember the address, Eric? Uh, Blue Collar Nation podcast. Matter of fact, backslash. It's uh, supertechu.com backslash podcast offer. Oh, okay. Yeah. There There you go. Bada bing. So go check us out. You will be a happy camper. And back to our show. Can I I interject real quick? Real quick. It's funny because you always do. So I just just shot a business development rep video for this week. On having yeah. one pitch and perfecting that one pitch. And yet I every, know I was every good. single time we do this, it's different. <laughs> so, I know. Well, we got people that are interested. You, you need know, to watch the videos. Do... <laughs> I, I watch them all. I, I watch them because I watch them. I got to post them. And I, I'm the yeah, technical you, back end. Pete, you're, a, you're a biz, biz dev rep. Market one pitch, right? One. I mean, yeah. it can, so what we it probably can be modified a little bit, but I mean. It should be consistent. Yeah, exactly. So hang on. I'm going to like backtrack here. Pete, when you went into an office and you were visiting somebody on a regular basis, you said the same thing every time. Is that what you're telling me? No. 
No, no, hold on. Okay. New <laughs> time out. <laughs> but the message was fluid and the same, whatever it was. I mean, I, I, if, I, if I were to videotape you 15 times, it'd be 15 different. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You, what, you look, say, wow. I've seen Pete. I've seen Pete out in public. He's got lines like I have lines. And he says the same lines over and over and over. And yeah, there's a little bit of different talk, but the messaging is always exactly the same. We're, we're going to let you do the advertisement every show. Okay. Perfect. Mr. Sheck Whisper, Mr. Business Development Guru. Never said that. Mr. Percipient. Percipient. <laughs> he was being perceptive. Anyway, people are going to be much more interested in talking to Peter today. or hear you talking to Peter. <laughs> so, Mr. Percipient Tech Whisperer, make it happen. You got the floor. Uh, all right. Well, look, a little bit of hijinks at the beginning because we, we have an old friend in Peter Lyons of Restoration Golf League with us. And, uh, and really what we want to do today is we want to talk about relationship marketing, which both Larry and Peter are exceptionally good at. I love to give Larry a hard time, but he's a very, very good relationship marketer, as is Peter. And, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to do that. And then I also want to then segue into our Restoration Freedom Group that we're working on. So, Pete, welcome. Welcome back to the show. I think you're fourth Fourth time, fifth time, something like that. You're probably it's, one of the most. Not four o'clock in the morning this time, right? Pro- you're pro- in your in your uh, kitchen. Amen <laughs> to that. Um, I think you've been on more than anybody else. Yeah, I mean, in a variety of topics from just business, yeah. golf, um, asbestos testing, abatement. I mean, it's been, you know, it's been fun. So, so let let's start out. I'm going to pose this to both of you is what do you think the value is of developing relationships to grow your business? And and I don't mean just with potential referral sources, but also vendors, also other people in the industry. What, you know, you hear the, the, the saying that, you know, if you show me your network, I'll tell you your net worth, right? You know, uh, so Pete, we'll start with you and then go to Larry. I mean, as you've gone through your career, what, what do you think the value is of creating a, a great network of people? I mean, it's invaluable. It's one of those things in life that I, I tell people all the time, the relationships you build. I mean, Larry and I go back, obviously, to our, our college days and then bartending days, you know, and that relationship has has, you know, stayed strong now. I mean, now what, what since 2003, I guess. Oh. And actually, probably 19 actually 97 98 uh, is when yeah, um, kids were I like did, two or three right they're born um, 1996 you know, and that relationship has continued obviously that's how you know eric and um i met as well but i always talk about people in that yeah i i kind of live my life this way if i do right by other people they'll do right by me you know tomorrow the net you know a week from now a month from now six months from now or you know and then you know you, you just go into life like that. And then you building those relationships. They're like solid, uh, meaningful relationships. Again, I, you can't go into something expecting something out of it. Um, you know, it, it's, and I think that's where a lot of business people, your sales reps and marketing reps, business development, they're always looking at the here and now instead of what that, that relationship could foster in the future. I mean, I wouldn't be here today 
doing what we're doing, owning our own business in regards to the testing side of things. If it weren't for the relationships that I started back in 2005, when I started at Alliance, it, it just wouldn't be. It, you see people like they, they can be successful. I have a lot of successful friends and business colleagues from that era, but they've had to work extremely hard to stay consistent with their sales numbers because they're not in it for that relationship where my life has gotten, I don't want to say easier per se. I, I just don't have to fight to get new work because I have people that are looking out for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Larry, what about I you? Completely. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think of different people that are successful in business and this helps an awful lot, but there's many introverts that we know that have not used a relationship marketing at or at minimal levels and they're still successful. They do everything online hundred percent, but I think that's a lot more effort and there's a lot more variables. And if you're good with people and we're all good with people at some level, you can create a lot of business by just being yourself. Like for example, Eric and I would go into a room and Eric's more introverted. I'm more extroverted and he would gravitate towards the introverted, more serious people. And I'd be gravitating towards everybody else, like 95% of the room. And then um, it would 95% of people are not extroverts, by the way. Just so <laughs> right. we're clear about well, that. I, you know, it, well, it's the funny part because you- the you're, two of- you're, Time out, Peter. Your worldview, Larry, is so skewed. See how it's so easy to trigger you, Mr. Precipient? Well, no, 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 but we all know Larry was meant to be behind the bar. Okay. And this is, this is how obviously we met and where Larry has a different perception of my, uh, I guess, early years (laughs) where I had my head down and I worked and I was just, I was, I was driven to uh, make money, but I wasn't there necessarily. I was there for a purpose. Larry was there for the purpose of being everybody's friend, you know, making new friends. I didn't, I, we couldn't have had a different uh, perspective on, or not driving force, I guess. I didn't really care about making them happy. I was like, all right, where's the tip? I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to service you. I'm going to get you your drink the fastest possible. You're just going to have to go like this and you have a drink in front of you, but we're not, we're not shooting the shit. I mean, it's like, you know, we're not doing that. Um, so it's, it's funny because Eric and I, I think, are probably a little. Well, I'm probably in between the two of you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes to if you put me in a room, I'm going to kind of gravitate towards somebody that I may recognize. They may not know me, but I have something in common. Eric, you're going up to the person that knows you. Larry, he's make you know doing something in the middle of the room, and now people are gravitating yeah. towards him. Yeah. Or what I used to do was. Yeah, Larry would go. We used to go to the Chamber of Commerce at Rancho Cucamonga every week. And it'd be, you know, in the early days, 80 to 100 people there at at the beginning. And, you know, Larry would go and meet like literally everybody, right? I would immediately go look at cards, listen to them give their elevator pitch, and try to find the one person who could give us the most business. And that's who I'm going to go meet. And I didn't care about the other 79, they were irrelevant to me. You know, I want to meet but that you were person. More strategic is, but you were more strategic. And Pete, you probably had some of this in you as well. Like, okay, who can I meet? 
And they look around. And I was just like, hey, <clears throat> let's talk to everybody. And I'll get to meet everybody. Mine was more of a shotgun approach. And you guys are more snipery. Well, which it, is they, very they both work. Yeah, they both work. And, and, and you know, that's what. <clears throat> no, no, hang what? on a second. Let's back up. And I will be on this. It My approach does not work as well. You need to be much more of a sniper than a blank shotgun and see what sticks on the wall and then run with what you like. Okay, I agree with if, you. If you're more focused and you're more intentional, there's a lot more value. So let's not say that, you know, let our listeners think that, I mean, well, I'm good at that, yeah. but I'm trying to corral myself as well because I see you guys much more intentional and that's much more valuable. And and that's the, with, in dealing with the team of sales reps and when you're sitting down and talking to them about, okay, what is your goal for this particular event? Oh, I want to meet 50 people. Well, why do you want to meet 50 people? What let's let's dial that down into let's try to find four or five people. Let's pre-target those. You know who's going to attend this event, you know who you want to go after, and that's who you go after. Um, yeah. because that if you can do that, then you're you're much more effective. What in your time, and two, you actually have a goal in mind, what you're trying to get out of those those types of events. You know, it, it it's just not about numbers. Because again, what what are you going to do with those numbers after that? You have to follow up with them. If there's not a strategy to follow, you can't follow up with 50 people. And it's impossible. Yeah. So you have to be more strategic <clears throat> in that uh, when 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 yeah. going to those events. Um, yeah. But back to the relationships, I mean, again, the relationships like that, if you build the relationships properly, you go to an event and that that relationship that you've fostered over a year, two years... They're now introducing you. So you have a warm intro to people. Yeah. And now you're, you're not really even having to technically work the room on some of these things. Hey, everyone. Eric here with Blue Collar Nation Podcast. And I would just like to take a moment to talk about my favorite magazine, for the cleaning and restoration industry. And that is CNR Magazine. I've been a longtime reader of CNR Magazine. And now my good friend, Michelle Blevins has purchased that magazine and is growing it at an amazing rate. So if you're in the cleaning and restoration industry, you will be excited to hear that not only can you get CNR Magazine digitally, but you can also get it for free in print form, actual paper where you get to sit on your couch and read it which if you're my age, that's appealing. So all you have to do is go to cnrmagazine.com and that's C-A-N-D-R magazine.com to get your free subscription. And it's even in print. So if you want to stay on top of what's going on in the cleaning and restoration industry and he, you know, get to see a lot of cool articles by a lot of very smart people, go to C-A-N-D-R magazine.com you know and i want to what you oh go ahead larry yeah i just want to go pete's saying you know you you meet these people and then you create relationships you've got to like foster these relationships with a bit of a system so that you stop and visit them you see ask them how you can be helpful you approach them as being a servant because people just aren't going to give you business not just create relationships with you you have to be giving you have to be caring you can't go in the room and just kind of run around and meet everybody and then run out of the room. I mean, you've got to do things, follow up with an email, invite them out to coffee, um, see how you can be helpful, connect whoever you can for them. And, you know, and 
you'll meet people that they know and then, you know, and then you get the online thing and you connect with them online, get in Facebook and contribute. You got to contribute. And so it's not that simple. You have to put a lot of effort, intentional effort into it. Well, it's the, so go ahead, two, word, the two words that I always, you're fostering relationships and you're building relationships. So those two words, what does fostering mean? You're cultivating, you're, you're giving, you're, you're yep. building it up together. You're not, you don't just go into a relationship. I mean, that the, the whole idea of a mm-hmm. business relationship is you're fostering it. You're getting to know each other. Um, you get to know their personal likes and dislikes. You, it's it's not happened. It does those things do not happen overnight. Uh, which is look at the look at the three of us. This has been a very very long term um, business and friendship. I mean, this has gone long sure. over um, uh, or way beyond just a business relationship. Right. You know, we talk when we talk. It's you know, family, friends, life, hmm. skiing, biking, Larry's accident. I mean, it's, it's all fun and games with us. Yeah. So I think like when I think of some of the things that we've both done, and this will segue into Restoration Golf League a bit, but, you know, one of the things that Larry and I did to, because we, we were marketing to plumbers. So we built a barbecue trailer and would go to supply houses and, you know, basically put on these big lunches where, you know, plumbers would show up and it's good for the supply house because they'll probably run in and buy something and it's good for them because they get fed and it's good for us because, you know, are you going to get business from that person the first time they ever show up and eat your carne asada taco? No, but you're sitting down with them. You know, Larry especially would be kind of going table to table and there's something about breaking bread with somebody. There's something about sitting down and eating with them and they're telling you about their kids and their family and the, their dreams and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, like you said, you guys both said, it's like, you're, you're creating a relationship that eventually if you start working together can really stand the test of time, but you have to create a venue to do that. Right. So for us, it was plumbers lunches for Peter for you, it's Restoration Golf League, right? They're different, but they're kind of the same because it's about time and it's about creating a a work relation or potential work relationship, but in a more chilled atmosphere, right? right? You know, like our barbecues, I mean, we're we're in Southern California, right? Weather's great. Got the barbecue, cooking the carne asada. I mean, Peter, you've been at a million of those. And, uh, you know, we had people that would use us over and over. And that goes back to Larry's point earlier where, you know, if you are an introverted owner, which, you know, I am, but I had Larry, right? But if you create something like this, it's your venue to get it. Because if you otherwise you're on the internet spending money for pay-per-click ads and you're having to spend tons of money every single time transaction you make with a new client whereas with a referral they might give you feed you a lot of work for years you feed them some tacos right i mean you know a ball game once in a while you know that's fun anyway like the the taco truck or the or the um barbecue trailer it's now taking the introvert into you're putting them into you're inviting them in you're breaking bread with them there's the power of feeding somebody i mean it, yeah. as much as it you're sitting down 
over, you know, tacos or over hot dogs or hamburgers. And now you're, you've broken down barriers because around food, it, 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 it's an amazing thing. I mean, it's, uh, um, you get, they may have been running around, not had lunch. So now they're that 10 minutes that they're running into the plumbing supply house and that barbecue smell that, you know, you got the tacos coming and you're cutting it up and you serve them. And then you might possibly sit down with them. There's so much power in in, in that type yeah. of uh, of um, yeah. event. That book that I read, "Never Eat Alone," right. was awesome. It was all about this. And I'm trying to remember the the author. I'm looking it up right now. Is that Patrick Lencioni? Keith Ferrazzi. Okay. Yeah. Keith Ferrazzi. Super cool ideas about connecting with people and over food and just eating. I mean, Pete, you know, you're the champ of that. You got somebody in front of you consistently you're meeting somebody creating a relationship on just on a regular basis and that value is is huge so you, you right. just never you're constantly breaking bread constantly hanging out and just being intentional 100 percent like that and that's is, the, that's the key is that you have to find what works for you though every it, you know the barbecue trailer works for you guys um right. stopping by and bringing donuts and bagels may work for um others production meetings i mean we uh, you know i've brought breakfast burritos, yeah. Chick-fil-A or whatever to the production meetings. So okay. it, everybody has to do it differently in what, what they find comfortable. Um, and you know, again, you know, the, the golf league is a pr- perfect example of finding something that now can connect you with your potential clients, your clients, your competitors, your vendors. I mean, you know, or just anybody that want, has the same goal in mind of building a professional network. And that's what um, uh, Peter. Can you explain to everybody listening what Restoration Golf League is? Because it's not the easiest concept. I mean, right. dude, you and I are close friends. I was in the industry, and I still couldn't get my head around it at right. first. So, uh, yeah, it was very precipitous. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was born out of COVID, at a, out of necessity, really, because of being in LA uh, during COVID. Everything got shut down. There was not even, you couldn't go sit at a restaurant. You couldn't do anything. Now, as a sales organization, the importance of being in front of your clients or within the industry was so important. So the Restoration Golf League started. Um, The basic, most easy way of explaining what it is, it is a business networking group in the insurance restoration world that meets on the golf course. Um, And people will go, well, you know, what, what, what do you mean? Again, very simple. We, you know, compete when we started it again, it's the restoration golf league. Eric and Larry know me as an environmental consultant. So my day job is Rescon environmental. We do environmental asbestos, lead mold, indoor air quality, anything that's associated with that type of work. Well, we started the restoration golf league and it is open to anybody and everybody competitors, vendors, um, anybody associated with it with two goal, you know, two real easy goals in mind. Do you want to build your professional network in the insurance restoration industry? If that is number one, and then number two, do you like to golf? So the difficult, you know, um, concept, and it really isn't difficult is that we're here to build a stronger industry. That means among Everyone, your competitors, your vendors, your clients, prospects, you name it. The tough, what Eric is talking about is the, is the concept of building a strong relationship with your competitor. 
Well, yeah, I was having a little tripping point there. <laughs> um, and and I, I, I get that. I yeah. get that a lot. Um, is that, well, I don't want to golf with so-and-so. Well, you know, I was in Tampa not too long ago and, and we had two roofing contractors uh, sitting across the table from each other. And the one guy's like, man, I, I have way too much work right now to even do myself. What I have been doing is referring out to other, uh, you know, getting to know other roofing contractors to then refer that work, you know, to them um, in, in, in that sense. Um, and you go, well, that's genius. Well, it's not like it's genius. It's building relationships and someone has to do the work. It better, it wouldn't it be better someone that um, uh, you know, is a quality uh, competitor or, you know, in our world, I get phone calls all the time about where, Hey, I'm looking at one of your reports. I was asked to, you know, do a, put a second set of eyes on it. Let me know what the background is. Well, if I didn't have these relationships within my competitors, you think you're getting those phone calls? Probably not. And so, you know, I I give that courtesy as well. If I'm asked to do something with someone I know in the industry, first phone call is, is, Hey, by the way, what's um, uh, again, what's the story? What's the background on this? So that's in essence is, the 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 I guess the uh, crux of or some of the people that they hear about it and the first thing is is like, well, I really don't want to golf with my competitors. But hang on, Pete, I want to throw something in there, and you're probably going to hit on this. But people are thinking, well, I'm going to be competing against these people on jobs, and we're going to be, you know, this guy stole a job from me, and, and I don't want to hang out with this guy because he screwed over one of my clients, and he did this and he did that. Well, it's going to happen. You're going to there's going to be overlap. That's just right. part of the not, not only business. that, but once you usually meet that person and spend some time with them, you're like, oh, he's all right. <laughs> She's right. okay. You know, and like exactly. and maybe there are extenuating circumstances or you know, right. whatever. Um, you know, and and it, that's a or a competitive bid. Hey, um, or can you can you look at this mitigation bill and you know, look at what this looks like? It's ten thousand dollars. And they start looking and go, Well, oh, it's you know, shamrock restoration. You know what? I'm going to guarantee they're, they're, you know, uh, spot on with it, but I'll call Eric, I'll call Larry. And they yeah. get the, get the, the four one one on it. And they go, well, why were you out there for 10 days? Let me tell you, boom, 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 boom. And tell you the, the story behind why, you know, Hey, the tenant kept turning off my equipment. Okay. Totally. You know, or there was extenuating circumstances on getting tenant contents out or different things that we know the, the background. Of. But if you're looking at strictly a, a estimate, how how do you even ever give yeah. a comp bid with no background or details? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could have waited four days for uh for for you know temporary storage to show up. Like, there's a million reasons why the bid that the, they look bad, right? right. And, and it's so easy if you don't know that competitor to be like they're ripping everybody off, right? Right. But you if know, you know and, them, yeah. right? And that's and that's what we've kind of prided ourselves in. I've seen this happen, you know, where. Also, guys want to expand their relationships. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm getting out of, of um, reconstruction. Well, the mitigation guy has to find a reconstruction guy. What a better place to do that than breaking yeah. bread on the golf course of, uh, I'm spending four hours at the golf course. If after four hours, you're going to know, can I work with, or is this relationship beneficial um, or can it go somewhere? Again, around the game of golf, this is the beauty of golf. Most people um, understand the etiquette of golf. They understand the, you know, the the beauty that a lot of business happens on the golf course, that relationships are built on the golf course. 
before the round, during the round, after the round. And that's the 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 driving force of all of this is that first you have to know golf and you have to like golf. And then you have to like to you know build relationships. Again, that's the um that is the restoration golf league in a nutshell. Now there's a lot more to it uh, that you know again you're playing your own golf. It's not your normal industry scramble. Um, you're not having a tee box. You're not spending eight hours a day. It is you're working on your golf game. You're playing your own golf ball. Uh, you can, you can make it the most. You know if you want to show up before meet and mingle with people. If you want to hang out after and meet and mingle with people. If you want to just come and play golf, all of that is. Perfectly fine. Um, in, in we're not we're not having a large banquet after. We're not doing all, that's not what this is. That's why it's called a league. Is it is meant to be golf uh, first, and then build the relationships within the industry. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember you kept telling me and telling me and me being hyper competitive. I'm like, I'm not going to go play golf with those guys. Right. You know, and and Larry, to his credit, is way better about this than I am. Right. He's much more relational where I'm much more, you know, like me against you. And and then I went. And then immediately I was like, ah, I get it now. (laughs) I just had to go one time. Right. And I'm like, okay, this isn't anything like I imagined it. I. I imagined be, being paired in a cart with somebody that I, you know, compete with and can't stand and don't want to talk to. And, and nothing could have been further from the truth. And it was amazing to see how well everybody actually gets along, too. Right. You know, I mean, people that you don't think would get along, get along. And that's because we're most likely you're going to be if you're not the one that can get along on the golf course. One, you're not going to come back. You're probably yeah. going to be weeded out. You're going to feel like an outsider. And if you feel like that, because we're all inclusive, there is not, you know, until you become that person, like we've only had one incident and it was our very first season, probably three events into it. And it was two abatement guys. And it was actually only one abatement guy kind of, you know, chipping away at the other guy. And he, they come to us like, this is not why I come here. And I said, no, this is like, the anti-golf league. This is not what golf is. I mean, there's friendly banter. Obviously, there's, you know, you know, friendly wagering on stuff because that's golf. I mean, if you don't have if you're yeah. playing in a foursome and you're not having that little banter back and forth, or hey, nice shot, this and that, that's golf. You know, it, it it's kind of a um it's an equalizer in that sense. But if you're not uh, on that mindset, you won't come back. Well, we had we've only had to in, uninvite one person to never come back. And his boss was actually horrified calls us. He's like, whatever I can do to make this right. I said, no, it's fine. This is just not who we are. And this is not what we want competitors to sit at the same table and, and be able to grow the industry and talk to each other about the, the, you know, hardships or the struggles or, you know, what are they finding that works different things. That is the goal. Because again, if you're going to spend four hours, five hours with someone in a golf cart or in a foursome, you better be able to <laughs> uh, have those types of conversations or and build those relationships. Yeah, I, I want to give Larry some kudos too, because <clears throat> you know Larry, all the years that we had Shamrock was really out in the community. I mean, look, I, 
everybody knows I was like generally sitting at my desk, like directing traffic and all that. And Larry's out there making friends. Right. And, you know, we sold our business five years ago and then we're, you know, we're doing a booth for super tech at, at restoration golf league in Southern California. Southern California is like a big place. A lot of companies, right. And people would come talk to us and they'd be like, Oh yeah, super tech. Yeah. And then, you know, they couldn't really get it. We'd be like, yeah, we used to own Shamrock. They'd be like, oh, Shamrock. And they like knew immediately, right? And I was like, that, you know, especially Larry, much more than me, that was us really making sure that we were part of the industry, right? You know, whereas, you know, there's other companies that are bigger than Shamrock was. Nobody even barely knows who they are. They're, well, they're, like, they're, 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 they're on their little island, and they think they're big, t- big stuff. And it's like, you know, again, I get these comments because it's like, ah, well, you know, I'm not, I, it, you're Southern California league. I'm in the Inland Empire. Why am I going to go play in Orange County? Do you not think people come from Orange County into the Inland Empire or vice versa? <laughs> Don't you do work I mean, in Orange County it's, sometimes too? It's yeah, the exactly. small, it's so small minded sometimes. And they, they you know, pigeonhole themselves yeah. into going, Okay, at some point, you are going to need to build new relationships. You own a small business and a lot of times you just feel trapped. Do you feel like you're just doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, and spinning your wheels and never really getting where you want? You're working all the time, yet you're not reaping any of the benefits that you'd hope for. If you feel that way or some version of that, I understand. I've been there and done that. And I reached out to a group called The Inner Circle to help me get past that, to help Larry and I get to a point where we could have a good life and sell our business and and live our dream like we'd always uh, hoped to do when we started our business. Uh, The Inner Circle doesn't just do contractors. It it has something for everybody. There's over 120 industries represented in the Inner Circle coaching program. Uh, I am proud to be a coach in the home services space there now. But if you aren't in the home services space, there is a coach there specifically for you. So if you'd like more information about how to, to get that business that you want and and join the Inner Circle, or at least check it out, email me at eric, E-R-I-C, at supertechu.com. That's eric, E-R-I-C, at S-U-P-E-R, T-E-C-H, the letter U.com. This is just how we created this as an avenue to build new relationships. Is it the end all be all of a marketing strategy? No. Is it a great addition to any marketing strategy? Absolutely. You know, and that's the, I think people, they're already golfing, you know, and this is why not golf where you can come see, you know, come to one event every six weeks. And, you know, like tomorrow we have Tustin Ranch in Orange County, 24 golfers. Sign me up to go see 24 people in the industry, you know, every six weeks. Now, some of the leagues are bigger that, you know, um, some will draw 40 golfers. Some will draw, we'll do our tournament. There's 72 golfers. Everything is, is it's numbers, but again, it's a piece like, but everything revolves around relationships. How do you as a company or how is you as an owner, how do you as a business development person meet new people to build new relationships? Mm -hmm. 
That's what this is. The golf that is, it's just an avenue on, you know, but we're taking it out of, uh, you know, the Denny's or the local restaurant where you wake up at five 30 in the morning every week to these, you know, which again, those types of groups have a place. It just, you know, we're going to change it up a little and we're going to change that venue to a golf course and play every five to six weeks. Um, And that, and that's, Again, just a piece of a marketing strategy. But when I tell my my three to four sales reps and say, you guys have to golf. And they're like, really? I have to golf? Yeah, no, you have to golf. I mean, it, it sounds funny, but it's on their calendar. Don't golf. Right. I'm kidding. Because they're like, you mean I have to golf? Yes, you have to. Yeah, Part of exactly. your job That's requirement funny. for me is you have to golf. You have to golf. Larry, <laughs> I mean, Larry and I can. lessons. Larry and I could speak to this because, you know, when, you know, around town, we were doing all those scrambles that you were talking about through Kiwanis and Rotary and Chambers of Commerce and everything, right? Getting involved in the community. And, you know, we would then have an opportunity to invite that one person that I was strategically trying to meet at the chamber, right? And next thing you know, we're spending, you know, as you know, the scrambles aren't four hours or six, and then you spend two hours with them at the table after for dinner. So we've spent eight hours with that person, which, you know, is is, is excessively long. Right. But still, we we would get often work from that person for years yeah. because we got to spend an entire day with them. That That's priceless, man. Like you can't can't ask for better. I mean, it's it, it, as hard as it it's a captive audience at that point, you know, and it sounds like, Oh, well, you know, aren't you supposed to be building a relationship? A captive doesn't sound right, but they're not going anywhere. You're, you're starting to get in, but you're all coming around a common interest. Yeah. Golf. Yeah. I mean, if they, you know, they're there, you the both of the two people that are in the cart together, number one, you have a common interest. Obviously you came out to play golf yeah. and you either work in the industry or you want to do more work in our industry. Uh, I mean, we have the best industry. I don't want to say, we have one of the best industries to be in around the world. Okay. The insurance restoration industry, one, you see everybody's hiring on a very consistent basis. I mean, we have yeah. a we have a, a labor problem across the board. Yeah. Look at what's going on around the country. I mean, you had a freaking tornado in Montebello in Southern California. You just had the huge tornadoes go through Mississippi, Alabama, you know, the the hurricanes, the floods. We're not, you know, if you want something that's not what we found to be recession proof, we found to be pandemic proof. It it's a great industry to be in. Now it's now how do we foster those relationships? How do yeah. we build those relationships? And what we found, obviously, through golf, it's been unreal. I mean, the 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 um the growth of the golf league just by word of mouth linkedin facebook instagram and you know the groups that we're um taking part in we've now gone to 12 leagues across the country from five in california vegas phoenix one in chicago southern wisconsin new england and we're going to be launching the three in florida here in the next couple weeks why there's power in relationships and there's power in building relationships on the golf course. And it did we ever, when we first started out doing this, it was only 
a not want to say survival because we were not. It was more of a how do we recreate ourselves during COVID to stay relevant with our clients and with our industry, and now that's taken off. And that's the beauty of this is that um, you know I'm going to jump on a call here in a little bit with someone that left our Phoenix League to move to Idaho Falls, and he's like. I know it's a it's going to be a modified golf season just because of winter and all that. He's like, but we have a great a lot of great course and a lot of people that are interested in golf. Yeah, can we talk? Absolutely. That's how we started in New England. One of our guys from Phoenix moved, you know, um, from his Blue Sky office in Phoenix to Boston and said he was at a golf tournament for the Boston, you know, the New England Claims Association. He's like, he's like there's 350 people here. Yeah, we have to be able to get a golf league started, yeah. and that's what was the precipice of 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 getting that started. So, so uh, Pete, real quick, before I want to I want to have time to get to the restoration freedom stuff we're doing together. But yes, can you just explain to everybody like where the golf league is going? Like, because you just mentioned like Boston right. and Idaho Falls. Like, I think we've been talking about Southern California, so people might right. be listening, going, "Oh, it's just a SoCal right. thing." It's actually blowing up, and I say blowing up, into markets that, one, again, they want a new breath of fresh air, different marketing activity. Even though golf is a something from the age, it's not something that has been tailored to an, a, a group like this, where with its industry specific to be able to do this. We're probably, going, like I said, the three launching in Florida, we'll probably... Based on econ- like trying to get things done, three to five of new leagues a year would be the um, uh, the target, and that's just again anybody any market that one has a good golf season or you know six months is is probably the m- minimum, but um, you know golf season golf courses in a market that can draw people to a golf course or that golf market that's what we're looking for to expand. Um, but it really takes the low because it's a community driven association. It's the local people invite the local people to get this going. It's we do what we can from a corporate standpoint, but it's it's driven by the local market. But could any market absolutely have one? 100 percent. It's it. If people like to golf and they feel like they uh, want to build relationships on the golf course, then this is something that could be implemented within their individual markets. So really, you guys, at this point, you're providing all the infrastructure and, and everything for them. But the local person needs to get, you know, butts on tee boxes and, and create a community. Right. I mean, that is 100%. You're building that community in the insurance restoration industry around golf so the local people know who likes the golf who wants to you know get out more those are the local but from a national standpoint is huge because a lot of us do national work a lot of us go from state to state to state to do this different catastrophe work so what better way to build a, a national network than hopping from some of these different you know um uh, events and that's what we're kind of going towards is, you know, you have your local network, but you're connected to the Restoration Golf League on a national level. 
Uh, and it, and it's starting to get gather steam because, you know, we got invited to take part in the restoration industry association golf tournament in Orlando in April, because they're like, they're seeing the synergy of, okay, we have a golf tournament on the national level. You guys got followers on the national level. How do we work together and build uh, and, and, uh, hit your market and hit our market? Well, that's us at corporate RGL doing something for the benefit of the whole i only work in california so you know uh, from my day job yeah all of these long you know they playing the long game of these relationships for possible future business and this is for any and everybody that's a member i you know anybody that wants to go sit at the tee box at the restoration industry association golf tournament with us that's a member of the league anywhere is welcome to come sit at the the tee box. Right. This is not Peter Lyons or Rescon Environmental's tee box. This is a Restoration Golf League tee box. So we're doing a lot of things for the the greater good or the whole of the group that everybody can take part in if they choose to. So Pete, how do they contact you, or where do they go if they're interested in either participating or starting a league or? So on, um, everything is on our website, uh, www.restorationgolfleague.com or LinkedIn. Everything that we have going has is, is posted on LinkedIn because, again, this is a business networking group. LinkedIn is obviously the is the um, uh, avenue for that. So all all necessary information is posted there and then on the website membership and um uh, signing up for green fees calendars and schedules are all on the website all right cool all right well thanks peter we appreciate having you there and uh everybody go ahead and reach out to restoration golf league thank you for listening to the blue collar nation podcast for more information on what eric and larry do please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.